From the heart of Austin, Texas, this is Take It or Leave It with your hosts, Nathan Fernandez and Roger Craycroft. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Take It or Leave It for Roger Craycroft and Nathan Fernandez, your hosts. I'm your producer, Chandler Holloway. We're back with a vengeance for episode 62, just like one Bryn Forbes returns <laughs> to the fold in a Spurs uniform for the first time in one whole year. He's wearing seven now, too. <laughs> Is he really? That's what I saw in his intro like tweet from the Spurs. Yeah, he is wearing seven, you're right. He might have switched. Well, everyone, the... Uh... The youths movement in San Antonio has begun. The youths with the with a trademark by it. The Gen X wave has started. We have a lot of really young guys on the Spurs. And Tioli, uh, take it or leave it, predicted this a couple years ago that this would be our 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 fresh start year. That everyone's contract was expiring and we'd basically be ready to to just run it with the young guys. It's kind of something that a lot of Spurs nation has been really annoying about the last few years. Yeah. We would like our credit on this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Please credit. Take it or leave it. But it's just a lot of people were just really clamoring for years that we should be playing the young guys and they should be getting their run, etc. And here we are. There's no other options now. They are basically the whole team. That's right. It's sink or swim. And they've really filled out the roster with even younger guys. So the the young guys from a couple years ago, that's that's not really the case anymore. They're just NBA players. Yeah, and they're this gonna, is like we're gonna have DeJounte to like identify. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna have to identify our best players, our playmakers, our big shooters, guys with ice in their veins, <laughs> and they're gonna take the reins. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was a sick rhyme. Um, that was pretty good. Some some sad news related to Brooklyn. Our our beloved uh, mate from Australia, Patty Mills, left the Spurs this off season and and is joining Brooklyn. It sounded like they were really recruiting hard for him to join there. They needed that that extra shooting, you know, when eventually someone gets injured or gets cold. And I'm happy for him, but it was just really sad. He's like the last Spurs player that was on the championship team was by far yeah. the longest like tenured spur there were just a lot of things that he brought to the team and and led coffee gang coffee gang exactly yeah that was the first thing that came to mind hopefully that continues i'm sure it will Uh, you know certain things will just will just live on like heb commercials yeah that's yeah they won't be the same but they'll live on it just it just sucks because he was in like all of them for so many years and then H-E-B sauce. H-E-B. This, like, this almost hurts more than watching Tony go to Charlotte. Oh, well, that didn't happen. Be- no. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, That's not people keep saying that. I mean, Cannon. Jason yeah. Witten didn't go to the Raiders. No. The Raiders don't even have a team in Las Vegas. I don't know why everyone kept saying that. That was weird. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was in the midst of... Patty Mills winning a, a bronze medal for his country, and we're going to talk about the Olympics a little bit more um, in a bit. Oh, but man. He played so well. He just played through so that whole hard, tournament. too. You could just so tell hard. he just wanted it so bad. And they got really close last time in the Olympics. They got fourth. They got to the bronze medal game and lost. And I think it might have was, happened before. Wasn't that their first basketball medal? Yeah, their first basketball medal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Patty had awesome. like 
48. He, 40 had, he had like two. 41 or something in the in the bronze medal yeah. game. Yeah. So good. So happy. And they for don't him. score a whole lot in the Olympics because it's it's shortened games. He yeah, he was incredible and um he just recently made, you know, some posts about the Spurs and and how much. He was like such a good part of the community too. Like he did so much um in and around San Antonio. He really likes San Antonio, so Yeah. He's an ambassador of the game. Yeah. And just the he's the best teammate, you know, the the towel waving, the bench riding teammate, but whenever he would be on the floor, he just always had He's got the motor. Yeah. He goes hard on both both ends of the court. Yeah. His uh his shots are gonna be very, very wide open in Brooklyn. So he has an incredible three point percentage. Yeah. Not just career, but like just the last couple years. Yeah. 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 So that he's another piece on that Brooklyn team that could be, you know, an underrated thing that really pushes them over the top. Yeah. And then another uh spur who moved to the Eastern Conference, um, DeMar DeRozan. We we kinda knew this was gonna happen. Uh, with the Spurs and Demar, we knew he he probably wanted a, a bigger deal going elsewhere, and um, yeah, you know, he didn't he didn't ask to come to San Antonio. He he was he was always a really good teammate and always did his job and played really hard like every game, and like he he played so many games like I feel like he he, did. he didn't miss very many at all. So yeah, great player, great guy, super pro- professional. Really good with, like, the does, media and everything. Yeah, he just does everything the right way. He's really likable. Um, so I'm, I'm super happy for him. And I think that's I think Chicago is a good landing spot for him. You know, he's coming into a team that has a lot of potential. Yeah. They're definitely trending upwards. Yeah, and... Um, and I think he fits in well with them. And we, we did it in a sign-and-trade um, because he got a pretty he got a pretty fat deal. Three years, $85 million. Uh Good for him. He deserves that. But, you know, the... The Bulls had to unload uh, some players to make that work because they also got Lonzo Ball, they got Alex Caruso, and they already had Zach Levine. Um, so they are looking really good. I feel like they got some others that I'm forgetting, but they had a really yeah. good offseason. They'll probably make the playoffs. I was gonna say they have they have Thad Young, but no, that's uh he's technically on the Spurs. He's technically a Spur. Yeah, so moment. I was I was kind of upset when the trade happened because it seemed like. Yeah, we were gonna get Laurie Markin in. They have like, Laurie still. I don't apparently. know. They still have him, but they're trying to unload him. So like, he yeah. might go to the Mavericks. No, like they already have enough white birch tree like big men in Dallas. So From they would just get in the, yeah a European guy as well. They're just getting the uh, the so Scan- they're getting either. a Scandinavian yeah metal. But wait, didn't Laurie Markin get traded to the Cavs already? Yes, Chandler, but we don't know that right now because it took you two weeks to edit this episode. I'm sorry, guys. I was busy doing cool guy shit with my friends. That's my bad. Laurie Markin and his agent both said that it was Cap that he was asking for too much money in the trade. Um, Cap. So I don't know what the Spurs were doing. Maybe it was like, maybe we are like kind of intentionally trying to tank. But it's not like Laurie would shift the needle that much. But I think maybe we were just we're just trying to like get more picks rather than like more players because like, we already have 17 guys like i'm pretty sure like that young is going to turn into picks yeah for somebody like okc or something I and i understand that move kind of related to what we were talking about earlier about how we've we've identified like our core guys who are still very young but moving forward like we we think they're going to be the guys we've seen proven success on an nba floor with Dejounte, Derek, lonnie keldon and Jakob to a certain yeah. extent so, like, just building up, you know, a supporting cast of really young guys as we move forward, 
Um, I think that's just the direction of the team. Yeah. And and they're trying to mint, you know, great players yeah. instead of right. You know, unload all of their assets like, to bring in somebody. We're in no kind of like win now or like any time soon. Really, yeah. Really. So. Yeah, I think they're at the point now where it's like, okay, let's let's lean on the guys that we that we know work and they all have chemistry. Yeah. And let's try to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of nice in a way for once going into a season you know, like to not have like any expectations at all. Yeah. Seem. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like I wouldn't like, even hey, say I would expect to try and make the playoffs. Let's I mean, try, obviously the you know, players are trying. Let's but... go out there and try to win 40 games. That would be way over the Vegas um, yeah. odds. So. What they put us at? Like 29? I think like 27. <sighs> yeah. That was like, yeah, that was like the, last low, year the lowest was like, I heard. Last year was like 34 in like a in a shortened season, so pretty yeah, low. Smash that over. Yeah, I think it was like 20, 27 and a half or something. Shout in Vegas right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Spurs, what we did get on paper, we got Thad Young, Al Farouk Aminu, a first-round pick, and two second-round picks. I don't know when those are going to be. But it doesn't really look like either of those players are going to make it to the Spurs at all, really. They might get traded before the season. Um, although, right, because like, they they haven't had their their intake interviews right. or anything. No, which they should have already happened. Yeah, and I mean it would be nice to have one or one of those two guys just for some size, but I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I think the Spurs are are probably in a pretty much like just take it as we go. We actually the schedule came out. We have like the the hardest schedule in the league again. We have like one of the most back to backs. We have like several of those like six games and nine nights mm-hmm. kind of deal so man i don't even remember what that feels like i've like i've forgotten about the nba yeah it feels like it's it's been weird because it Having didn't end basketball that long on ago. every other night it's like i'm just i've forgotten what that's like other yeah. than the olympics which wasn't as frequent yeah yeah it feels like it's been a while but it'll be here in like two months the season will be back so rudy gay also he went to the jazz to reunite with Mike Conley. Man, I forgot about that one. Yeah, too. yeah. I was just saying now that I wow, kind of typed this all out, I realized how much the punches. team has been overhauled. But yeah, um, yeah. happy for him. Definitely. Definitely. They'll, be, they'll be really good. I think he played four years for the Spurs, so like that's pretty good. He gave it his all, too. He was, it was a good stint. He, he was decent. He usually, I mean, he's been to a few teams, but, you know, he's he's such a valuable you know piece on any on any nba roster that yeah that he's he's carved out a spot for himself at, at all of these teams and stayed there for at least a few years yeah yeah he has the the spurs did sign a couple players though we signed um dougie mcbuckets doug, doug mcdermott uh, oh yeah pretty good three-point shooter he's been around the league for for quite a while so that's great because i mean that's something that you've been saying nathan yeah the last couple <laughs> times that we've that we've recorded the podcast which it's only like twice this entire year. Yeah, it's been a while. Which is fine. But here we're back now. Mm-hmm. You know, you you've been saying that we need a lot we need better three-point shooting. Yeah. And we've acquired a couple guys that are known for that. Yeah. This offseason like are you appeased yet or do you think we're still I think I am moving I, some pieces around. I think around? I am because it seemed like we were kind of trending in a direction where with DeMar being there we were focused on like the isolation, like half court offense, like a lot, lot more because it's how we relied on scoring. Yeah, in the mid range. But now that yeah, now that we have no one to like that's gonna command the ball to score really at all, like hopefully the ball will start moving a lot more. That's what you want to see. Yeah. I mean that's that's where the Spurs have always had their success. Right. It's just zipping the ball from, from side to side and 
you know, having cutters and finding that penetration into the into the hoop. Yeah, it just feels like we've kind of lacked that identity these last couple of years in terms of like what the offense was trying to solidify at, but never really got there. And like Demar would put up thirty in a game, but when he was like missing shots, we never really kind of got into that flow to like find an open shot. Like no one else could get an open shot, basically. So yeah, yeah I'm excited for for McDermott and. Did we already talk? We talked about Bryn, right? Yeah, we did. So, like, Bryn's going to come back. I'm cautiously optimistic yeah, about having Bryn yeah, back. Yeah, we'll see. He went and had his, his rum springer. Yeah, he got he got that chip and... Uh, he got, yeah, he got a championship out of his system. He played into, some into time his in system? the playoffs. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> He's coming in in a vastly different, like, role. He's being asked to play a different role now. Like, I feel like... Yeah. A couple years ago, we were just asking him to do, like, way too much, where, like, he was not really, like, cut out for that super heavy minutes, playing, like, every game, you know, 82 games, yeah. Expect- starting every game. Expecting him to make an impact on defense. Yeah, which is just stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited. Maybe he'll he'll be just kind of more of that kind of moving around and, and as the ball comes to him, letting it fly. So And he shot, like, 45% last year. I know. So like that's incredible. He he's never stopped being an, a great shooter. Yeah. And that that is exactly what we need right now. And yeah. he understands the system. He knows yeah. the players, he knows the coaches. I mean, it's I think it is a good fit. I was very surprised to see him, you know, be traded and then come right back. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't happen very it often. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised he's coming right back. Yeah, I think an important factor that this season is going to be the health of Derek White. Yeah. That's huge. Because he he is a great outside shooter but also just a playmaker can make it create his own shot good with the ball good at the rim you know fairly athletic for his for his size and and everything but i just think if like we're able to keep him healthy he he can be like a really dangerous primary shooting uh threat that can then open up the outside of the arc for for other players like like doug mcdermott yeah Bryn forbes lonnie and and others I just, I really think we've underestimated, well, maybe not underestimated, but we've kind of forgotten how much of a huge impact Derek has on our success because, yeah. because of the lingering injuries. Yeah, true. Whenever he would come in, we would like go in on a winning streak, basically. And I think the Spurs had some like crazy record when he scored like 20 or more points, we like barely lost. So yeah, we also signed uh, Zach Collins, the big man who's been around pretty for a while. Like he's pretty good. We needed a big man. Yeah, he's injured right now. I don't he's know when he's coming back. But a big man. Yeah, he's he he's a tall man. He's tall. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not like necessarily huge. He's probably a little undersized for a yeah. center. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily what we need. We've got Jakob at least. Yeah. And and Drew Banks, maybe. Yeah, Drew Banks is still around. Doing his know. thing. He plays good defense, and that's what we need out of him. Yeah, gives it 110%, you know. For sure. Uh, we also signed the Australian um, guard forward Jock Lansdale, who was balling for the for the Aussies in the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, um, everybody's everybody knows his, his name now, or, you know, at least, you know, saw his yeah saw his impact in the in the tournament. So, you know, with those... We got that with, guy. With those guys I mentioned, I'm... Uh, questioning the the spurs um management there a lot of uh, a lot of white guys yeah all big men <laughs> all all white guy big men it's kind of weird yeah but we'll see i mean we we needed all those positions it's not the only, names and, that we... and only big men yeah well doug doug mcdermott yeah doug he's, yeah. A, th- he's a three that's for that's fair um and we drafted another guard um honestly not that happy about it the player josh primo he 
he's Canadian. He went to Alabama. He's 12. He's, yeah, he's 13 years old. Um, and he's, he's good in the summer league. Yeah, he, he's good. He looks good. It's just like we had the 11th pick, and it was just there were so many other guys that I feel like would have been a yeah. bigger need than him. We were all screaming big men at each yeah, other. Like, and dude, look, look at Kai Jones, dude. Like, that. Right? Like he's been so he's good. gonna be he's gonna be incredible on Charlotte and he's I, I feel like he was really undersold in the yeah. draft. Like he went nineteenth, so that's ridiculous. That sucked. And Josh Primo probably won't play that much because look at all the guards we just listed. Man, that is crazy. Yeah, Kai Jones was always a lottery pick. I don't know. It kind of it kind of fell. Like all the mock drafts had him at that nineteenth pick. For after like reason. yeah, I mean after like Jackson Hayes went really high, I was like, oh Kai Jones. In, didn't you know, didn't Greg Brown go in a year or two? Is going to go so high. Too? Yeah, yeah. He went to Portland. Yeah. So that's cool. You know, big big Portland guy. Yeah. <laughs> so ho- hopefully we'll, I'll get a chance to to watch him play sometime. Oh, I'm going to be there in December. Maybe I can go to a Blazers game. Oh, nice. Yeah, you'll have to give us a review on the pizza, Roger. See if it's any better than last time. It was bad. Big Pizza City, Portland. And the beer was expensive. <laughs> but you know, um, all positive thinking aside, we have our uh, our Olympic gold medalist, Big Body Johnson. He's still on the team, so you know he he's pretty versatile. He'll he'll definitely have a huge role this year. Yeah, I think he's he could be the the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah, for the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Because I feel like he, he probably gained a lot of confidence this summer playing with those guys on Team USA. They seem, yeah. They seem like they all really liked him and took yeah. him under their wing. He just, I mean, you know, the that he made the team. They yeah. brought him in, and it was like, yeah, he's on the team. You know, I, th- I think that's a huge confidence boost for him. Yeah. Just, just to think, like, okay, I can play with these guys, and I can play at the international level. And I mean, there were a lot of, I'm like... I'm sure he's always thought that way, but just yeah. to get that uh, reinforcement, I think that'll help with his with his confidence on the court, which... I don't think he has any yeah, lack of. Yeah, he doesn't of. Really have a huge <laughs> issue with that, but it can only help. It can only, yeah, that that's right. And there were a lot of you know casuals who were who were upset that we signed Keldon instead of um, you know whoever else. And I just think it, it's like fair on on the surface if you don't like know who he is. But at the same time, it's like what were we like really lacking on Team USA? Like at that point, it was just like someone to hustle, like have a lot of energy. Like play multiple positions, basically do the dirty work. Like, what star is going to do those things? Like, what better guy for the job? Yeah, exactly. And then Javale McGee. Too. Even though neither of those guys really played, I just thought they were both kind of like good last minute ads, just in case we needed needed something. You know, that's true. I kind of yeah. There was there were a couple moments where I I almost did want to see Javale play in the in the gold medal game. Yeah, because like, and we can transition to the Olympics a little bit now, but um. Yeah, like you said earlier, um, when we were off wax, that it was weird in international ball seeing like KD guarding Rudy Gobert on every possession, on every play, just banging with the post, and like he was Rudy Gobert was just doing his thing, honestly. Yeah, and I was uh, like, okay, we'll just we'll keep fouling him. And I was a little worried, like we needed like a change in that gold medal game at one point. I was like, oh, I kind of want to see what Jabeil looks like out there. I know. But it's like you have eight less minutes in FIBA, so it's like you really have to like value who you put out there at what time. That's true. Every substitution has has more weight to it, right? With the reduced time. Yeah. So the Olympics, it was honestly the the basketball tournament was fantastic. It was obviously a weird Olympics for everyone. I don't think anybody was as engaged as they have been in the past. But um, the basketball tournament was honestly incredible. There was a lot more parity than there's ever been 
and FIBA has been trying to do that intentionally for years. Um, Absolutely. Because like they're the this is a sport that we created and have dominated, but there's so much good international talent. You know, people a lot of people saying the gap has been closed, and I do believe that in in some instances, but also they've kind of made it to where, you know, international players have a little bit of an advantage in the tournament just on how the game is played internationally and how different it is in the NBA. And our guys aren't really used to that and don't play it a lot growing up here. So when we won the gold medal, I was just I was just so annoyed at all the people who were losing it over us losing exhibition games. Yeah. Like the pundits. And, not just the pundits, but like the, the just the reply guys, you know, Twitter, who are just like yeah, yeah who are just guys, like that's it. Burner are, accounts. Yeah, who are just like, oh, like maybe you should have trained harder instead of whatever and it's like dude, these guys were just like thrown together on a team, practiced for like one week, hung over in Las Vegas all week. Five of them flew in yesterday. Yeah. Like, after playing a seven game series. Yeah, exactly. And like most of or them six were, game series. Sorry. Yeah. And the, most of them, their season had like just ended because of how um, late the NBA season ended this year. And all these other guys and the other teams have been playing together since they were like kids. So it's just like every year, every year in every tournament, every tournament for their country all the time, and a lot of them have played in their international in the Europe leagues. The entire offseason. So that is how they play normally. And all the reply guys were really, like, happy when we lost in a way because, like, they were like, oh, yeah, this is what this is what happens when you don't, you know, take it seriously or whatever. But then yeah. when we win, <laughs> <Take it> seriously. <laughs> when we win, then they're like, oh, why didn't you win by more? Or, like, yeah. why didn't we you know, do this better, that better. And it's like, <laughs> we're just concentrating on the wrong things here. It's like, I don't care if we lost the game unless it was like the gold medal game. Gold medal. Yeah, that's all. That's what you're coming there for. Gold medal. And and like, rightfully so, people were upset when we lost the first game in France. And that yeah. was like our first Olympic loss since 04. Turns out they were the second best team in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty good like the whole way. They had and a, they, they had a deep NBA team. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. All those guys playing in the NBA, and yeah. they and they go on the sixteen to two uh, scoring streak right. at the end of the game to win. Yeah. After you know USA is leading by what fourteen something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. You know, it's I mean they they did their job to that point and and then you know fluky game or whatever. Yeah. And, and these things happen. That's just a great basketball team. Yeah. A lot of concerning uh, pop slander out there. Yeah. Too. Oh man, they were ready. To, they had that ready to go the pop slander was on deck already and like i mean i don't know maybe yeah sure maybe mike shashevsky is like i don't know maybe he fits that role better yeah but i still i still don't believe that for you know any more time than than like you know just a blip yeah i, th- I think that the, all the players just love him yeah so they much. all it's like ridiculous they all credited him with their comebacks in the game against australia uh, we were down like nine or ten to Spain, and we came back and won that game. Like they all credited Pop for like making defensive changes and like just every all the personnel decisions he was making. And I think like the Pop slander also comes from just like most of basketball watchers, just you know never really having that respect for the Spurs. And while Pop has gotten a lot of credit over the years, he has always like jokingly said, "I had." 
I had all these superstars all these years that won me championships, and that is like fairly true it's, anyway. Yeah, but they, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, that he's exactly. a great coach, and then he had great players. Yeah, you know, that's what it takes to win five championships. Right, like Phil Jackson. Full had, stop. Had great players the whole time. You yeah. establish oh, a yeah. culture, coincidentally, yeah, it attracts that level of talent. Right. Arguably, the best players. Or, or you. You develop that talent, mm-hmm. and exactly. uh, yeah. and which they, they which they absolutely say. have done. Mm-hmm. I think there was also some like rumblings that you know, oh, Pop is he's washed up, like he he should retire already, and that's sort of like remnants of the Spurs sucking now. But it's like people never never pay attention to the Spurs, and then it's like only like the five seconds that they're in the spotlight, they can sh- paint some really broad strokes about stuff that they don't really pay attention to. Yeah, sure. So it was a little bit of that rubbing off as well, like, oh, Popovich can't, you know, like he's too old school to handle all these, like, these new age superstars, like. I also like that, you know, you're on the, you miss the playoffs two years in a row, both years you're like, just barely on the bubble and like miss out, you know, lose a play-in game or whatever, and now they suck? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, been a tough couple years. If you're not like a little frustrated sometimes, uh, you know, you're not like. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I don't want. I don't want to say you're like not a basketball fan. That's stupid. Ooh, gatekeeping. Um, a little bit of yeah, gatekeeping that's that's not at all what I mean. I just like you know, like like yeah, we we are we are, we want to see better basketball, but a lot it's there's a lot of factors that are going into it. Yeah. You know, like the the roster construction and and whatever. I mean, it. It's fine. Pops about to become <laughs> the winningest coach in NBA history. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, that says about all you need to hear. There have uh, been some rumors that that's all he's sticking around for. Right, right. He wants to just right. end up being the winningest coach. Right. I don't. Does Is he Pop, so vain? Yeah. Does know. Pop have that kind of hubris? I, I don't know. think so. I think he's just coaching because that's just like all he knows. Like uh, he, yeah. he wouldn't be doing anything else if he wasn't. Yeah. But um, KD was incredible, even though he lost like earlier on in the playoffs in the second round. You know, he really kind of solidified that role. He has has a killer mentality. He almost done did it, too. Even, yeah. even when they yeah. lost to Milwaukee, it was, he yeah. was kicking and screaming if the whole way If he just wore his actual shoe size, we would've, he would have won. I keep seeing this. <laughs> he wears his shoe size too big, dude, for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> his feet are so big. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, I'll always be mad that he has, like, rejected the... The Slim Reaper name. Yeah, I heard that he's that's he's okay. A, he's a great more name. okay with it now. Okay, but yeah, I, I know. Is it he the, just wants to be a uh, he just wants to be easy money sniper. He's got that kiss of death, you know. I know, absolutely. He, no, it's he, um, it's so no, cold. He, his preferred nickname is the servant. Right. Do you know that? Right. I don't. <laughs> what does that mean? I have no idea, dude. He's serving buckets or something. I don't know. Serving up L's, but. We we've had this conversation in our in our private chats about you know who the best player in the NBA is now, but I I firmly believe it's KD still, even though Giannis just won a championship. Yeah, um, and it's not one A and one B as some unnamed producers might have the opinion. There's of. only one. It's you just can just call out my heart. Well, you know, we hadn't put it on wax yet, but it's at one just, point, yeah, no, the actually, killer mentality. Jerry man. Bruckheimer just signed on to produce Tioli's so <laughs> second producer. You know, he, yeah, he wants the ball. He wants to take the big shot. He like makes moves at a time when people don't necessarily expect it, and puts himself on these teams that are incredible. Yeah, 
people are telling him to earn him earn it for himself but i mean he's it's just he's he's playing the game he's a shrewd businessman yeah agreed um you know dame was was okay on the team he didn't really do a whole lot we could he missed those free throws at the end of the gold medal game that was nuts that was scary really scary really scary because we almost lost that game <laughs> i thought he was he's a pretty yeah he is automatic free, free throw shooter. Shooter. i don't know what happened maybe it's the ball you know the ball's different Could um be. Booker was all right. He he played his role. Um, I feel like the MVP other than Katie was sick headband. Was was Drew Holiday though, and, oh, and yeah. Draymond. But God, he was so good. And yeah, Draymond, like Drew was Holiday was indispensable coming off team. a championship and just like just picking everyone's pocket. Like he was so he was just so good on defense. Yeah, it was incredible. Just pestering guys from immediately from the inbounds yeah. all the way down the court. Yeah, and just breaking up plays and. If we had like another defensive guard on that roster, it would have been probably a lot easier. But um, Patrick Beverly? Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. Timberwolves, Timberwolves legend. Just kidding. Patrick Beverly. Yeah. So one other thing about the Olympics um, and Team USA, uh, Kendrick Perkins is a bum. He. That's nothing new. Yeah. He. Yeah. Broken news. He. He tweeted after we won the gold medal that he's happy Pop is done. Uh, with Team USA. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't want to have to look at that guy anymore. Like, yeah. What like, it? You played basketball. We just won yeah. the gold medal. We made adjustments. We were down. He never in, played like, on an Olympic game. team. I'll tell you that. Yeah. True. Um. What did What did Katie like say to him after the game? He was like, "Act like you're an American." Yeah. Well, he was just basically like, you know, he was rooting for us to lose. Like. Yeah. You just, know, just for. To yeah, push his narrative that's what he said, yeah. get the views on right. his Twitter and on the jump, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. the jump. <laughs> but, yeah, Draymond and KD, you know, just drunk after the game, just roasting him online. Yeah. Um, Draymond Pop. did not hold back at all. Draymond Neither was did like, Pop. Yeah, Pop was, that was awesome. How you like us now? Pop is great. That was so awesome. And, uh, yeah, KD was just saying, like, skill level is unmatched. Like, can't <laughs> touched and... Dude, While so I like good. mostly agree, it was like, dude, we almost just lost. We the did. Game. We did. I almost mean, lose. I'm glad we won and everything, but let's not let's not get crazy here. We were very vulnerable at the very end there. So yeah, like the moral of the story here is like, the world is getting much better at basketball. Glad we won, but <laughs> maybe maybe we don't gloat really hard about it. Yeah, and I mentioned to you earlier that you know FIBA has done their best to to level the playing field so we don't dominate it and there is more parity. Yeah. More physical, you know, yeah. it's, it's harder not to draw, as many draw fouls. fouls. Yeah. yeah. Refs like following the whistle. Forcing you to play defense, not giving you, like, the, the break fouls. That becomes, like, a technical if you just do an intentional foul. So it's like mm -hmm. you have to, like, play transition defense um, and get back on defense. Um, so I really liked it. And, and, I, and like we said, just have a newfound respect for Draymond. Yeah, being on that team since we don't often root for him, uh, that that has changed in my mind a little bit more. And, it, and just, I think it's just a matter of us getting older as well. We're getting a little bit more mature, not really <laughs> hating on players as much. But no, Draymond just like plays his role. He's a good tell, teammate. Yeah, he's a great teammate. You it's can, hard not to like a guy like that. He just he's so like locked in on like the rules and everything that he knows he can do to, yeah. to help the team. Like you know, there he's was a smart player. Just like the goaltending thing, where you can knock a shot off the basket if it hasn't dropped in yet. Like mm -hmm. he he kept like 
doing it and like reminding others to do it. Yeah, like even if it was even like a, on a free throw. On or something. a free throw, yeah, right. like, that was awesome. It's like when don't did just that wait for time, it to like, fall in. Yeah, like even if it's even if it does go in, like they're they're like he's up there yeah. at the the rim. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It was kind of cool to see it because I feel like um, a lot of our players, you know, aren't used to those rules and they don't play a lot like outside of these major tournaments in the in the rules. So yeah, it's, it's a weird rule. They don't think about it. It's hard to adjust to that. And it was it was great to see Draymond do everything that he did. You know, assists, defense, um, initiating the offense and everything. So um, outside of the team USA, though, um, like I said, you know, Spain their ran, their run kind of ended in meddling. They oftentimes gotten silver behind us ricky rubio was still like incredible though in that game against us uh he he barely missed he had like 37 points um we're not going to talk about Pau gasol's last probably last professional basketball run no, ever no i was not gonna why'd you bring it up <laughs> how dare you dude <laughs> spurs alum Pau gasol round the corner you. on his i career. do my best to forget about that we have dude. talked about Pau so many times over yeah, the years we have a whole episode I just, dedicated to you him. know 15 year old me never <laughs> thought that i would have to have to root for Pau gasol <laughs> Hey there, Coach Doug's here. You're listening to Take It or Leave It with Nate and Raj. Give them a follow at T-I-O-L-I-512. Go Spurs go and hook them horns. But um, Luca had like the third triple-double in Olympic history. If he hadn't lost in the first round, he wouldn't have even been there to help uh, Lithuania or Slovenia qualify for the Olympics. Right, he played in those qualifying tournaments, and they had they had a squad. Uh, Goran Dragic is Slovenia. I don't think he played. His brother played though, and oh. he was really really good. Nice. Um, Slovenia is only a country of two million people. Mm-hmm. You know they lost to France, but they got fourth in the tournament, and they're now ranked fourth in FIBA. Like that's pretty incredible. Definitely, like, he's gonna like. There's gonna be more. Slovenian talent that comes out of there because of Luca probably. Mm-hmm. That makes me think about the Mavs too. Yeah. What's up? What's up with Rick Carlisle like leaving and then yeah. immediately yeah. signing with Indiana? Yeah. Was he Lu- just done? I think Luca wanted a, wanted a new start. Oh, was it? You think so? I think so. I think they're just and they brought they're in just Jason getting, Kidd. They're just getting ahead of any any choice. possibility that Luca would be not happy because you know that's going to come up soon. Then Luca's going to have that contract. Think they're gonna come to find that Luca's never year. happy. Luca's always upset about something. He'll get. He'll start getting those calls. He'll be. He's always upset. He'll get them soon. He's still a young buck. He has to cry about something. <laughs> all right, all right, old man over here. Um, they're a rival. It's fine. It's, yes, you know. Oh, that division rivalry. We do not yeah. like the Mavs. Southwest division rivalry. What? We don't like the Mavs. Yeah. We don't like the Rockets. Yeah, That's the just Mavs. how it is. Yeah, we used to hate the Mavs for sure. The Mavs used to be uh, more of a rival for yeah. us. Yeah, they used to actually be a threat too yeah i mean they they, they still time. are they don't they are now but you know just at a higher level you know spurs were championship contenders and so were they yeah we played them a lot in the playoffs and lost them a lot uh but yeah as you mentioned patty beast in the bronze medal game he had a 40 point game to get his beloved boomers a bronze medal they had some they had a squad too they had joe ingles dante exum matisse tybel is australian because mm-hmm. his dad played in australia um that's the bulk of it, but they had a lot of really good players. Where's Ben Simmons, yeah. dude? Yeah, he's he's working on 
shooting jumpers, I guess. Yeah, he's in he's the gym. He's putting out those Instagram videos in every gym, day. shooting some jumpers. Every summer, dude, people against, get tricked by those videos. Against, like, five foot yeah. eight white guys. And then he's scared to put up a layup on Trey Young in the playoffs. So, just how it goes. Um, I really don't goes. want him on the Spurs, please. Sometimes. I don't want him. Um, okay, but I've been saying this. We acquire Ben. We convert him to a stretch four. And trade him to the Shanghai Sharks. And, and which, where he should be. <laughs> and then he, you know. It is adorable. Comes to into his own. Trust you have in the process, Yeah, Roger. what the heck, <laughs> You get him to learn a nice lefty hook. They would, you've, you've seen the stupid trades they've been asking for him. It's honestly a No, joke. I definitely don't want Ben Simmons. Yeah. I don't, he's a great player, but I, I don't like him as a person. Oh, wow. Just, I mean, you know, he was always very rude to Davis. Not a fan of that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Not a fan of that. That's true. Don't touch a hair on my Davis's head. <laughs> um, that's one guy I would like to see. You know, we let him go and come back. Come comes back, back to take us. less money. No, he's hey, got the eternal hey. green light in, in Washington. There's no way he's leaving. Do you think? Right, but do you think Washington would be open to uh, Thad Young and <laughs> Al Farouk Amino <laughs> trade for an, for one Davis Bertans? That would be like half of Davis's salary. <laughs> Your listeners at home can't tell that Roger's actually pushing push pins into a corkboard. Firing up the trade machine. Up here. Yeah. <laughs> I d- <sighs> we can make it happen. Yeah, I'm just so upset that Washington sees so much value in him. <laughs> I wish everybody would still undervalue him like they used to. Uh, he was always going to get a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last thing, I know you mentioned them, um, RIP, the HUB commercials as we know them. As we know them. The Spurs. They'll take a new form, but, you know, DeMar, Rudy, Patty, LaMarcus, all being gone, that was like the core. Tony, Manu, Timmy. Yeah, obviously those guys are are, are gone. But well, who's that? I don't know. Charlotte Hornets legend. Legend. Charlotte <laughs> <laughs> for cursed images, dude. Pro rapper. Argentinian like, Olympic like legend. Olajuwon was on the Raptors for a year, dude. Just Manu Ginobili. <laughs> Emmanuel Ginobili. <laughs> Noted Eva Longoria ex Tony Parker. <laughs> it's a touchy subject, dude. <laughs> and then also, uh, Rachel Nichols got the boot. Bon voyage, bon voyage. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. The jump. You you really hate to see. It. Woof. <laughs> if that means less, and down goes Ken- Nichols <laughs> in the fourth round. If uh, that means less Kendrick Perkins in my life, um, I'll be happy. But I feel like yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm taking out of this. It's just Kendrick Perkins lost his gig, and that's fine. No, he's still definitely an I mean, he's, yeah, he's employee. still signed. But they're gonna be like, well, where do where do we plug this guy in? I just don't really see what value he adds he just, to like, any of our shows here. It's just, it's just hilarious how he. I don't know if it's a bit. I don't think it's a bit because I, ju- I truly think he's just kind of dumb. Like that he can't pronounce like normal names. Like he had a stroke while trying to say Vucevic, dude. That's like one of the funniest videos. Oh, was he like dude. stuttering and stuff or what? He was just like a Vuce, a Vuce, a Vuce, a Vucevic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude. So can I can I pull it up here? Just oh, like, please, yeah, yeah. Put it, it on the. Let's get it on the mic. We'll pipe it in. I can always add it in post. No, it's just gonna be. It's gonna be really loud. I've already searched for it, obviously. <laughs> oh, I have this. I've got a tab open. Yes. Now, who would I take off the list in the Eastern Conference? It's Boosie. It's Big Boosie. Boosie. Boosie bitch. I like how he threw a a big in there. Big yeah, Boosie. Big Boosie. Big Boosie. <laughs> 
And then, he, oh, dude, it's just that guy's the worst. You know that I understand that from the the entertainment standpoint aspect, but yeah, it's both stick to sports. Yeah, <laughs> they're not even good at that anymore. So no, they say jump, we say no thanks. <laughs> That's a fun one. Plenty of hot bits like that uh, on the Tioli Premium, which is uh, released through our Patreon Tioli Plus, which does not hey, exist. We should get one of those. Might actually start making making some money. money. Making some yeah. Coin. Well. <clears throat> What we do have are, are droves and droves of fans who are waiting to get their mailbag questions in. We got three hot ones today from the uh, R NBA Spurs Discord. Great Discord to be in if you like me coming in once every three months to ask for podcast <laughs> questions. That's one of the best things about it, in my opinion. Our first one comes from Dilnesto, and he asks, How many seasons will we wait for Chet to win his first MVP with us? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Chet, yeah. Chet Holgram, right? Chet Holgram. He's coming up. Do we, gonna, do we know where he's going to college? Um, Gonzaga, I think. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I meant to I meant to say that earlier was that with us having like the hardest schedule plus all the young guys, it's gonna be like a great recipe to um to lose a bunch of games and yeah. get the first pick. So, do you think Chet's going number one overall? Yeah, I think he's like kind of already slated to really to go number one overall. I never yeah. expected him to go that high. Uh, but I guess this next draft class isn't. Super stacked at the moment. Yeah, I mean, right? he's no, he was like the the number one like recruit out of high school for sure. So I think he's kind of yeah, like the early okay. the early number one pick favorite. And then I but, guess there's Amani Bates up there too. Yeah, Amani Bates is really good too. I guess we'll see. You know, things change, but mm. I will lose it if the Spurs draft another guard next year. I will. I know. I will really lose it. I know. Well, especially <laughs> depending on how the season goes and and what you know the play at the the bigger positions looks like, mm. which. You know, I mean, we we all have eyes. We can see the roster. Yeah. It's going to be Jakob being Jakob, and that's about all we're going to get. Just looking at pictures of Chet, I'm a little worried about his, like, Oh, yeah, he's density. rail thin. Like, But he's, he's insanely skilled. That's Dude, that's like, the thing. I'm is worried that, about he's his not really, buckling. He's not really, like, a big man, per se. But he might fit into our system pretty well. Because yeah. he, he can handle, he can shoot. And he's he's tougher than he looks. Yeah, oh, I hope so. He's tougher sure than he looks. So. He, I've been, you know, I've seen clips of of him for years because he's been. Oh, he played with Jalen Suggs in the in the elite under eighteen like you know group for a while. Yeah, and and he's he's able to he's able to get to the to the to the hoop. I mean, and like push guys out of the way and you know get crafty with his post moves. I mean, he's got he's got a little bit of everything. I think that's why he's he's ranked so high is really just his his skill set. He uh he played with Jalen Suggs at the Mini Haha Academy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that why he's going to Gonzaga? Uh, yeah, I think so. Cause Jalen Suggs just played a year there. And now he's hmm. on the Magic. Are they from Washington? No, this is a this is a Minnesota Academy. I don't know where oh. he's from though. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. The answer is uh, Discord user um, Del Nesto. Del Nesto. We're gonna win the championship this first year. He'll be. Finals oh. MVP. Yep. Are you sure we weren't going to yep. stash him in the G League for eight years and then bring him in when he's an old man? Nah, dude. Just like Tim Duncan. No. <laughs> yeah. Get that number one pick and we'll never look back. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, great question, Dil Nesto. And thanks for reminding us about Chet. That was a, that was a clutch grab yes, for thank you. thank you. Yeah, we almost forgot. Our next one comes from Badger. He asks, we have 17 players on guaranteed contracts after re-signing Bryn Forbes today. Who are the two players you see getting cut or traded before opening day? Yeah, well, like I said, it's going to be those... Those two guys from the Bulls probably, um, yeah. Thad Young and Aminu. I don't think they'll 
they'll make the the roster. They'll probably be shipped off before. Yeah, unless unless Jock doesn't. Yeah, well, Jock's probably just a, pan out, but I think he'll he'll just fill a fill a role. Yeah, I, I think because we haven't announced those guys. Will, will we put him on a two way? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we're signing Primo to the two way or how that works. Yeah. But and like I'm assuming Devin Vassell is going to be on the the full roster. Oh yeah, now. well Devin Devin Vassell was not a two way player. He like he was like a full. Yeah, NBA I mean I last year was he okay? I yeah, I just I was going to say he's not going to play in the G League. No. Yeah, so those guys probably and we'll probably get some picks in return. That'll probably be what happens. Nice. Yeah, which would be great. Build up, build up our our. Or pick back Arsenal for the, for around the next the next couple years because we've already yeah we already acquired some some decent picks yeah um, for the you know 2022 and I think 2023 right a couple first round second round picks yeah that's right so those will those will be fun drafts mm-hmm. well our last question thanks again to Badger by the way for that one we're really good to get the X's and O's down on the roster as you know all the Spurs front office listens to this podcast and then takes all the direction from us so. <laughs> good to get that nailed down. Now, our last question is kind of a two-parter. It's from Wack Warner, classic question submitter. He's submitted a lot of questions in the past. A storied member of the TOE mailbag community. Who do you want to have a breakout season the most out of the current roster? I'll go first. Uh, Drew Banks, easily. We could use <laughs> we could use some great big man play. And, you know, Jakob, Jakob gets into foul trouble a lot for all, all, of his, uh, all of his skills. So, you know, Drew Banks really needed to play a lot of minutes in the bubble. Uh, like two years ago or so now, I guess, in a long time. So I'd love to see Drew Banks get a few more tools, you know, kind of clean things up a little bit. I, I'd love to see that from him. Uh, I was going to say Lonnie, probably. Yeah, you're a big Lonnie guy. Yeah, big Lonnie guy. I can see that. He's ready to take the next step. Agreed. I think. Um, I want, yeah, I want to see, like, some highlight plays out of Lonnie. Yeah. He's been so close to just putting himself on Sports Center and getting a one-way ticket to the dunk contest a couple times, and I think he's he's he needs to just yam one or two this season so that people start seeing him. I don't know. Do you have anything else? I kind of hijacked your... No, no, no. I was just going to say Lonnie or, like like you mentioned, Derek. Like he, Derek yeah. is really good, but yeah. and Derek's... he can be consistent. He'll be yeah. like our, one of our stars for sure. Yeah, I was I was thinking about saying Derek because, I mean, he's he's kind of already had a breakout season, but he's just been in and out of the the lineup for a couple years. Yeah. So we've, like I said earlier in the podcast, we've kind of forgotten the impact that he has. So I just hope he comes back and you know he's able to reintegrate with the speed of the game and the rigors of the schedule and and just you know have like a consistent impact because I think you know this team could be really threatening, just better than people expect. Yeah, with him really going off this season, or I mean you know just in the future. Um, I would. I was also gonna say maybe Devin Vassell because yeah, I reminded myself of him a, a couple minutes ago because the dude has everything that you need to like really break out. You know, he's confident. He's got the shot. Plays great defense. He's long. He's got. You know, he just matches up well with a lot of players in the league. He could be like a an up. You know, an upgrade in the like a Danny Green kind of role and. Like I didn't know a lot about uh, about him when we drafted him, but I was always encouraged, like watching uh, like film breakdown from like draft analysts and former players, people like that. Those kind of people love Devin Vassell. Yeah, they they just love the way he plays, and that I think that says a lot. That you know he's he's got insane amounts of potential 
and a great skill set. Um, and I think, yeah, like this last season, we, we've said it before, he just didn't get a ton of minutes and a, and a ton of touches. And I think if, if he kind of gets in a groove. He got a lot for a Spurs rookie. Though. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, that's because he's he he earned it. Yeah. I mean, he needed shooters real bad. Last he earned season. it. I mean, and you know he earned it in, you know, in practice. Yeah. Which is good. That means the coaches are seeing it, too. Yeah. All right. So for our last, we're going to do a real quick rapid yeah. fire. Yeah. Whack Warner also commands, not a question, more of an imperative. Each of you give your hottest Spurs take for the upcoming season. And be real quick. You know, it doesn't have to be well-reasoned or explained. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll throw it to Roger first because Nathan took the first one. Wow. Derek White, All-NBA. Wow. All right. That's fair. This is a, this is a safe space for hot takes. I was going to say, like, DeJounte and Derek make all-team defense. Hmm. That would be really hot. Ooh. I can see that. I like Yeah, that's good. I know. I was thinking all team defense, like yeah, like Dejounte There's or something. There's like ten that, players on the team, so. but that's not even like a super hot take. But them both making it would be sick. Yeah, like a Agreed. like a Spurs backcourt, all NBA defensive team. Yeah. That would be so sick. That's a good one. I like that. Thanks. Uh, mine is that our city jersey is going to be a mashup between tactical camo and Fiesta colors. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to be unwearable. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Teoli episode after a long break. Uh, hopefully, we will see you soon with some good news for the upcoming season. This offseason is going to be exciting. The young core is finally coming to the front, and we'll see how they develop soon. But for all of you, please give us a follow on Twitter. Our handle is at Teoli512. If you want to hear more hot takes like you just heard, that's where you go. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Have a nice week. Season 3 of Take It or Leave It is a proud production of the Chandy Global Podcast Network. Hosted by Nathan Fernandez and Roger Craycroft. Produced by Chandler Holloway. Featuring baseball correspondent Ross Newman and visual assets by Asha Kasethi. The music was produced by The Strokes, Los Campesinos, Alan Toussaint, Setsuo Yamamoto, and the Brothers Chaps. You can follow us on SoundCloud for new updates on episodes coming out every Friday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Our SoundCloud page is soundcloud.com forward slash Chandy Global. That's soundcloud.com forward slash C-H-A-N-D-Y Global. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash take it or leave it 512, all one word. It's a great way to interact with the show's hosts and stay up to date with new news on the podcast. Also give us a follow on our Twitter account. Our Twitter handle is at Tioli512, that's at T-I-O-L-I-512. And of course, you can always follow our host, Nathan Fernandez. His Twitter handle is at NathanPF1. Great guy, plenty of great tweets. I'd give him a follow by reading. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week.